0: Hi, and welcome to Your Prosperity, a podcast series on financial topics, including tax, wealth creation, superannuation, lending, audit, and many other things that we deal with here on a regular basis at Prosperity Advisors. As with all financial podcasts, any advice you hear in this is general in nature and not to be relied upon. Please contact us for any specific advice. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It is the 17th of March, 2023, St. Patty's Day. Um, I'm here with Charles Yuan. Charles, a resident tax expert, one of the experts here at Prosperity, knows all things tax. And him and I have a mutual love for EVs and the benefits of EVs in buying through a business, which is part of what we're talking about today. So, what we're talking about today are fringe benefits tax, FBT, and there's benefits. There's benefits in FBT, in fringe benefits tax. So, we're going to talk all about that. Charles, thanks for joining
1: us. Thank you, Brendan.
0: Um, FBT, I guess, business owners should be aware of it, would know about it. Not all businesses probably even realise they do it. Sometimes they probably, you know, probably got cars that they make personal contributions for and things, and don't realise it's actually part of the FBT legislation. Mm. Um, some of the overs- or the the interesting things, I guess, FBT. It's a interesting quote, The FBT year ends 31 March, which is yep. why Charles and I are here today. We're going to have a chat to you about that. Charles, before the end of the month 31 march coming soon what do businesses need to do if they're not already doing it
1: mm, that's a good question uh given yeah you know, it's coming very soon every business owner if you have any sort of fringe benefits these are the things you have to think about log books do you have log books for your cars if you want to claim business use uh, do you have any salary sacrificing arrangements with your employees if yeah, you know, anyone's talking about it it's good to have that in place before year end yep. so it's in place for the year uh, and then, you know interesting one for small business is portable electronics do you need a new laptop for your employees why not buy in mobile, now? Phones, these mobile phones um you know monitors everything if you buy in it now it will be within this fbt year but you also get the temporary full expensing which reminder runs until 30 june this year
0: so you get a big big deduction on it as well um a, a step back from that that's the bit stuff we look at but i probably should go through I guess fbt what it is it's it's fringe benefits tax correct me wherever i'm wrong here charles but essentially if an employee receives something that isn't paid to them as part of their wages it's a fringe benefit and therefore you pay fringe benefits tax on that so My history is obviously not going to be entirely correct, but let's call it 40 years ago, you know, companies used to just give cars to employees and no one would pay tax on it. The company Mm. got a deduction and the tax office kind of went, hey, hold on, we're missing out here. We need some money for that. That's just cheating because they're getting a 20 grand benefit, but they're not actually paying any tax on it. We need to stop that. Hence the birth of fringe benefits tax Mm. and, and the regime that effectively, you know, sort of taxes that. Uh, and it's been around for many years, and everyone's pretty familiar with it. But yeah, the bigger things, I guess, are well, what are what's small business, Charles? What's the bigger ticket items? Cars, everyone knows about that. Yeah. You know, whether it's a logbook method or the statutory method, which the statutory method is sort of if you don't, uh, for those at home, if you don't um, have a logbook and there's a higher private use on it, if you if the employee contributes back twenty percent of the value of the vehicle every year. There's no FBT payable on it. Mm. And FBT payable is always at the top rate, so there's a complicated calculation that goes in the background to gross it up, gross up value, et cetera. But for simplistic terms, let's just say it's taxed at the top rate. To avoid that, you can have logbooks and et cetera, et cetera. Apart from cars, common sources, FBT, small business, what yeah. are you at Charles?
1: So in my experience, uh, for most small businesses, aside from cars, there other... The, which is by far the biggest one, Brendan, by far, and the one that ATO always cracks down on. Uh, other ones are entertainment. What is entertainment? Uh, it's where you provide your employees with meals or any sort of recreational benefits, uh, whether you've paid for it as a business owner or whether you reimburse your employees as an expense payment. So that's actually a fringe benefit. Uh, car parking is another common one. And reminder, car parking is not you reimbursing employees for parking at the shopping center. It's uh, where you provide a dedicated car space. Either you lease uh, in your business or you lease in a separate uh, parking station. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then other minor ones are generally expense payment benefits, which, as the name suggests, you make a payment of an employee's expense. So they submit an an expense to you. You reimburse them that's expense payment benefit and certain types of benefits can be subject to FBT. Those are by far the common ones.
0: Let's, let's go back to the first one. Cars. What, mm. Not EVs. Let's come back. Cause that's a separate yeah, topic yeah, that you yeah. and I love. I know let's talk about that in a minute. Apart from EVs, the usual car stuff. Let's go through that. So I gave you the, you know, they're given a bit of a brief up, update, I guess, on, statutory method logbook, but what other exemptions are there? There's a few others obviously that I'm leading oh. you into this there's a few that we know about. Talk us through cars and, and FBT.
1: Yeah, cars. It's always interesting one, Brendan. Um, I'm but what sure... is a car? <laughs> exactly. And that is by far the the you know, the most important question when you come to answering question, do I have a car fringe benefit? What is a car? Well, there is actually a definition under the tax legislation of a car and that is any vehicle that's under one ton carrying capacity and carry less than nine passengers. Yep. So,
0: and it's less than nine, isn't it? I always thought it was nine and less, but it's less than, yeah, nine. It, it's, it's actually, it's day, actually it?
1: nine passengers, which means a 10 seater vehicle. So, a minivan that carries 12 is not subject to car fringe benefits. Yep. And interestingly, and the, that's probably the reason. Um, dual cab buttes, it's sold out everywhere. Is dual cab buttes has a special rule where if you ma- meter in a certain way, there are exemptions. But what people don't realize is that one ton still applies. So a dual cab ute that's under one ton is still a car for car fringe benefit purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's there's certain exemptions you can get on those, but obviously a one ton Ute, even though it's not a car. To focus on that if you're providing a Ute that has a one ton carrying capacity, space cab, single cab, mm. whatever, whatever it is, a you know one ton payload capacity, that's not a car, but that's got separate rules, isn't it? That's not correct. Uh, that's correct. as long as it's provided to an employee and etc. Et well yeah. focus drill.
1: Yeah. So uh when I first started in practice, uh there was this rumor going on around you know the general population probably pub talk that if you if you ha- provide a ute because it's not a car you don't have to pay fbt i can guarantee you the ato <laughs> cracked down on that the ato has cracked down hard on that and what they've done is even though you provide a one ton ute it's not a car they catch it under what's called a residual benefit and As the name suggests, residual means everything else that's residual that's not already called by another section. So providing a one-ton ute is still a fringe benefit. It's not a car fringe benefit, but it's a residual benefit.
0: But there's there's big benefits. If you're providing a ute to someone who genuinely is using a ute for work, there's obviously some still uh, concessions there and some benefits. Yeah,
1: that's right. And the reason why it's still so popular is there is this exemption out there. And the exemption basically says if an employer provides a Uute uh, to the employee and the employee only uses it for traveling between home and work, uh, traveling for business related reasons, and minor incidental private travel, yep. if you can tick all of those boxes, the ute is actually exempt. doesn't matter whether it's a car fringe benefit or residual benefit, it can actually be exempt from FBT. And the big benefit
0: in that, the really big benefit there is, normally if you and I drive to and from work and it's a fixed location, that's a private trip. If you're provided a vehicle for work, the to and from work in that scenario is a work trip. So if you're driving to and from work with minimal deviation, there's some rules around it, et cetera, incidental private use, but to and from work and then out to sites doing stuff, presumably carrying oh. stuff in the back a lot of the time as well, then that to and from work becomes a work trip, which is a huge advantage over a normal uh, FBT sort of arrangement where to and from work is not a work trip. So. Big benefit there if you're providing uh, one-ton units and things like that to uh, staff to, uh, to use.
1: Absolutely. And um, it, but even, even it, if
0: you're just providing a car, though, that, you know, say a seven-seater or whatever to one of your staff, there's still a benefit in that. I mean, if you're if you're salary sacrificing that or you're providing it to them as part of it, as long as they contribute back 20% of the vehicle, there's still a benefit. So a lot of my clients, are, I know a lot of our clients would be utilising that, particularly over the medicos, I guess, where you're providing a work, uh, a vehicle to that said doctor, dentist, whoever, it's, let's call it a $50,000 vehicle. We get to claim the depreciation on it, the interest on it, the rates, uh, the red show on it, the insurance on it, the fuel on it, all the other costs. And as long as the employee e contributes back $10,000, 20% of 50 grand every year, then there's no fringe benefits tax to pay. There's probably 15 grand worth of deductions every year and 10 grand of income as a $5,000 tax deduction, which can be very, very beneficial when calculated and used the right way. So there's absolutely a lot in car fringe benefits, in my opinion.
1: That's right. That's right. And also don't forget salary packaging benefits as well. So even if you're not a business owner, there's still potentially benefits to be had by salary sacrificing Um, yeah. for a you know Nevada lease. And th- that's probably why it's so popular, Brendan. Um, Nevada lease. Um, Absolutely. You know, you know, our guys are busy, aren't they, with Nevada leasing?
0: Yeah, so our team in salary pack, they obviously do a fair bit of this as well. So there's a little plug. Good work, Charles. Work that in nicely. Uh, but yeah, salary packaging, we we'll have get some guys who organise that and do it for businesses. So get in contact with them if you need to. But massive benefit, massive, mm. massive advantage. Entertainment was the other one, Charles. Let's run through that. Christmas parties,
1: et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Love that one. Love that one, Brendan. And the reason why is throughout my accounting career, everyone that doesn't understand tax always, always think Christmas parties are exempt. Now, it is technically true, but if done the right way, if done the right way. And the way you need to do it is the ATO has what's called the actual method and the 50 50 split method. Right. And for those who who don't understand what those means and all the implication, where you use the 50 50 method, the ATO says, okay, take all of your entertainment expense, draw a line down the middle. Half of it is subject to FBT, half of it's not. Problem with that is you don't get your exemptions for Christmas parties.
0: Do you mean the minor, minor, and infrequent benefit search, Charles?
1: And that's that's <laughs> the one. Yeah. If you want to be technical, Brendan, Section 58. <laughs> P. Um. It.
0: Let's not lose. The, let's not lose the listening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, what you need to do then is, if you want to claim your exemption for the Christmas party, you have to use what's called the actual method. And yep. to do the actual method, it is a little bit more time-consuming because what you need to do is detailed record keeping of each event, how many people attended, how many employees, how many non-employees, what was the cost and what was the per head cost as well. So if once you work all that out, then you look at what's called the minor infrequent exemption. If you provide something that's less than $300 per employee and it's provided only on a regular and infrequent basis, The ATO allows you to treat that as exempt from FBT.
0: Charles, that's uh, entertainment. Excellent. Um, Car parking, expense payments, give your accountant a call, give us a call, talk through that. I want to move on to a couple of things. Um, Good news, EVs, Charles, we love this part of it. Fringe benefits legislation deals with providing a benefit to an employee that is in wages. Big one that's come out, uh, you and I have been chatting a lot about, I guess the uh, Labor government uh, pitched this pre-election, got through the election, finally got it through the Greens, got it through the upper house, dropped late uh, November, December, whenever it was. Electric vehicles, plug-in hybrids, go, Charles. Talk us through it.
1: Plug-in hybrids. Uh, that So the electric car exemptions, um, full battery electric cars, and yep. plugging hybrids. Yes. Plugging hybrids, though, only until first of April 2025. So we have another two years to buy a plugging hybrids.
0: And, um, and that's important if there's a delay on the order as well. If it's an 18-month delay, you mightn't get it in time.
1: Yes, it, it is very important. Um, my electric car, Brendan, is still on order. Um, haven't heard a peep about it. So you know, given the, the delivery time frame, maybe people want to have that flexibility on whether they want to go full electric or um well, plug-in hybrids so w- big criteria on that is the car must be bought and delivered after first of July available for
0: use yep and, and, and
1: available for use and that date is 1st of July 2022 so it has to be after that date yep. and the cost must be less than $84,916. Which? Why that exact number? <laughs> That's a luxury car tax threshold. So, if your car is subject to luxury car tax, Lu- luxury it's... car
0: tax for fuel efficient vehicles. Yeah,
1: for fuel efficient. So, if it's subject to luxury car tax, it's out of the equation.
0: Which is interesting because it's, it's different to the luxury car tax we talk about in accounting, which is the tax depreciation, mm. of luxury car tax, which isn't extended for EVs. That's just at that. Sixty-four thousand something, something, something. Uh, that's not a. Uh, that's not linked to the same to the same amount. This is a luxury car tax. The tax applied at the purchase of the vehicle for a fuel-efficient mm-hmm. vehicle, and that eighty-four nine one six. That's as right. As long as it's under that, happy days. Yep. And obviously, there's a few other caveats. So, it has to be purchased by a business and provided to an employee.
1: Correct. That
0: can be salary sacrificed.
1: Can be salary sacrificed.
0: And that's the drive away GST inclusive price, isn't it?
1: Correct. So whatever that price is, um, you know, if it's right up to the eighty four limit, there's a, a cart limit on the GST five thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars this year. Yep. You're capped at that. If it's below um, sixty four thousand or so, then you get your full GST back as well. So big, big benefits there for businesses.
0: Absolutely. And it can be salary sacrifice, as we said. Um, and the, the big thing about that is, so what the legislation is, it's not really saying it's tax deductible. It is tax deductible, but it's saying there's no FBT that will be applied to yeah. it. So the big benefit, I mean, if you're using it 100% for work use anyway, it's deductible as it is. So it's not, that's great that it's an EV, but it's no real additional benefit. Where this really comes into play is if you're providing it to an employee or an associate of an employee, they can openly say to the tax office, actually provided to me through my business as part of working there my wife drives it and it is used zero for business and there is no fbt
1: there is no fbt and that that's what's make this you know such an attractive deal as an example right um for someone on let's say $150,000 salary you can get a tesla model 3 salary package it over a five-year loan or four or five year loan, and you save. Get this, almost almost forty thousand dollars in tax.
0: And that's on a seventy something thousand dollar vehicle.
1: Sixty something thousand vehicle. Sixty something. 60 something thousand vehicle. Um, you save almost forty thousand dollars in tax. Of course, you know, it, it will end up costing you a little bit more than the car value because of there's interest finance in the cost. That's right. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not
0: fuel sorry interest and rego and insurance and all of those things go on it so but essentially instead of costing let's call it 90 grand over five years it's cost you 50 which is still phenomenal so if you're looking at you know and the way i look at it if you're looking at an ev that you know like for like let's call it 15 grand more than the than the uh, internal combustible, combustible engine if it's used privately and you have the, ab- the ability to buy it through your business and provide it to yourself as an employee or to one of your employees, maybe through salary sacrifice or something like that, it's a huge benefit. That's just tax saving. It's it's fantastic. It's legislation. It's You can do it. There's no problem with doing it. There's no Absolutely. major caveats apart from buy it in the entity that is the bit, you know, provide it to an employee or to an associate of an employee. And it's under that 84.916. And yep. it's an EV, it's all plug in hybrid for the moment.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, so it really just comes down to do you need a new car? 100%. Yeah.
0: And yeah. even if so, I was actually caught up with someone today as well. Um, even a bigger, you know, even a benefit, a simple thing that, uh, you know, if you buy a, if you'd already just bought an EV and your accountant wasn't on the ball and wasn't telling you about it, and I happen to be ran into someone today and they're not my client, or they would have known all about this, but <laughs> they just recently bought a Kia EV6. They look at using that in some way in the business. And I said, well, why, don't, why didn't you buy it in the business? And they said, oh, I didn't realise. Should I? have?" And I said, yes. And in fact, what you should do now is sell it to your business, provide it to you as an employee. You're actually going to be using it in some ways in the business. Sell it to it. Wear the stamp duty, but get the, uh, get the concessions. It's mm-hmm. a win-win.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that fully works um, because you know, even for a second-hand vehicle, the requirement is as long as when it was first purchased, it was below that threshold, it's tick, tick, tick all around.
0: And originally purchased after 1 July 2022. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So this this caveat, guys, don't jump in and just do it. But look, we've outlaid pretty much all of it, but for 30, 40 grand of tax savings. Don't just go, oh, the podcast was enough. I can do it. This is not financial advice for you specifically. Ring us, ring your accountant, get the right advice on it. Do it correctly. The paperwork is important. If this is an $85,000 vehicle, your benefit is zero. You cannot do it. Well you can, but depending on private use, it's just a normal car. So really make sure you get this right. It's really important. Charles, a few other things in FBT. Should we talk about I guess there's um charities, not for profits. There's so there's people who work at public benevolent institutions and hospitals oh. who can salary sacrifice cars. They might say oh, I already get a benefit, I salary sacrifice. Yes, that's great. But if you want to do an EV, you can do it outside of that. So this is sort of on top of that. But, yeah, if you're working at a hospital, public benevolent institution, charity of some sort where you can salary package and you get uh, that, uh, that that concession, I guess, that, that you're allowed through those, most people are. But if you're not and you work at a public benevolent institution, you should be salary sacrificing and utilising your full cap that you're allowed to because it is free money. Absolutely do that. That's a benefit of working at one of those places. Um, Round it out for me, Charles, what are some other areas people should be careful of in FBT?
1: Yeah, just a couple of things people should be careful of. Um, Travel and accommodation. That's one area that HR does look at from time to time. And the question comes down to, is it really a work-related travel or is it a holiday? So if you send your employees off on an all-expense-paid trip for work well done, but it just so happened to send them off to a seminar as well, is it really um, you're sending them to a seminar or are you gifting them a holiday?
0: But if you're sending them to a seminar and they go to a seminar, which is the primary purpose of their trip, of course, Charles, if they decide to tack on a small holiday on the back end of it,
1: that's when you need to talk to Brendan and get some advice. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there is careful ways to do that to make sure you do it right. Mm. But your primary purpose, is there a benefit? Is there tax deduction for certain yeah. parts of it? Not all of it. Obviously, there's a fair bit involved there. We won't get involved mm. too much into that, but absolutely an area to be careful yeah. of.
1: The, the other one quite common for business owners, um, luxury cars and boats. ATF has, for some reason, they hate boats. So <laughs> where your company...
0: Do you mean the small mom and dad grocer shouldn't have a boat in their business?
1: Well, why not? Yeah. Why not, Brendan? <laughs> you know, if you have a luxury car or a boat in your business owned by either your company or your trust, no, you need to consider, is there any private use? And make sure you report your fringe benefit properly. Yeah, and- that's,
0: just, that's red flags, isn't it? <laughs>
1: that's right. And you know, another red flag is not having proper records. You know, So if you have a car and you want to claim the business percentage, make sure you have a logbook Um, and then make sure you have employee declarations. And then one last area people really need to be careful of. It's something that, you know, it's very easy to miss, but FBT also applies if, even if you don't provide the benefits to your employee directly. So let's say you have a top salesman, they sell millions of dollars of your suppliers products and they give them a nice fancy gift for you know, being a great employee of yours, just be very careful. That may also be subject to FBT and get some advice on it.
0: Yeah, so a supplier of yours giving your employee a gift can even cause you trouble, which sounds wrong, doesn't it? But yeah, that's you gotta follow the legislation. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Charles, appreciate it. As always, talking through the the benefits of fringe benefits tax, I like our catchy title, I'm going with that. for anyone who wants to catch up with charles find a bit about more or catch up with me follow the links on the on the Jump on our website prosperity.com.au or email charles charles yuan at well see yuan at prosperity.com.au and b campbell at prosperity.com.au follow the links on the website follow the podcast give us some likes and shares tell your friends about it and if you've got anything out of this and you're in some capacity to be able to do so if you have a business you should have an ev If you can meet those requirements, it's a win-win. Thanks, Charles. No problem. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Hopefully you liked it. And if so, please give us a few stars, like and share. And if you'd like to follow the series, please subscribe uh, and pass any information on to your friends as well if you think they might like it. For more information about who we are, head to prosperity.com.au and follow the links.